Welcome back, everybody, to episode 13 of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. Good intro there. Lucky number 13, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Or unlucky, however you want to see it. Lucky number 13. We got, we're got we pretty lucky this week because we just got so much sports news to talk about. we got to have uh, got to be a two for this week. Yeah, absolutely. Two, two, okay, today, so Tuesday and then Friday? Yeah, that sounds good. Friday night, Friday yeah. night PST. But today sounds we good. got we got the got to talk about the skins. We're gonna check up on our old old friend RG three. Little Jeff Fisher news. We'll delve into college football, the Heisman, the Army Navy game. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna reopen. Oh yeah, that. I forgot to rub that in for kittens. you. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mason just on a roll. And then some some trade news. But before we do any of that, Scott, I want to talk about something that's been bothering me. And that is this recent I guess fad, I don't know what it is. It's a it's it's laziness in Christmas decorating. Have you ever driven around and seen <laughs> these people stick like a light into their yard that flashes lights? all over the front of the house. Do you know what I'm talking about? Instead of hanging mm, lights, it's like a projector. Like a strobe light deal? Yeah. Sort of, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they don't strobe. They don't blink. They just, they reflect just dots of Off light. Off like the side of it? Okay. And it's okay. lame. And it's what's lazy. What's wrong with it? What's your, what's your beef with that? It's, la- it's lazy. I didn't it's- know the show was just to talk about our personal issues. <laughs> of course we're going to bring the- in personal issues it's half the reason why we do this. i know i know you've had beef with this for a while that's right that's our other podcast man and i well i wanted to bring it to the internet airwaves is all so it, listeners if you're driving around and you see this ridiculous laziness of christmas decorating just know that it bothers at least one host of this <laughs> podcast program it really doesn't bother me yeah well, doesn't bother All right. right. Well, let's jump into it. The skins game. My thoughts. (laughs) Anyway. Just go go right in. Let's change the subject. Win's a win, right? Win's a win, even if it's ugly. Skins. What? Yeah. What what do we have to complain about today? Well, Kirk's play. Kirk Kirk did not play well. The defense, obviously, if, okay. if we're thinking that the defense played well because they held the Eagles to a couple of a couple of field goals, we're dead wrong. And no, they got lucky there. It was it was it was all kinds of stuff. Well, it was just the fact that Philly has a mediocre offense, but we made them look like an unbelievable offense. But but first of all, with Kirk, let's see here. Let's pull let's pull up. Uh, Let's pull up Captain Kirk's numbers. 14 for 21. Okay, 234 yards. All right. Only 16 first downs. 16 compared to Philly's 24 first downs. Philly total yardage, 383. Skins, 334. We should have okay. lost this game. I don't know how the Eagles didn't yeah. even win this game. Yeah. That with a with a pick six and they still didn't win. That's a special team to to lose that one. 
Take it and run. I, I I know we're nitpicking here week to week, but honestly, the the guy is third in the league in passing. Like he deserves some recognition. He deserves the contract. Um, I I don't blame him as much. Yeah, you say we shouldn't win, but that's just how the NFL goes. It's different every week. You know, there's a few the botch snap and the missed field on the on the field goal. Um. That's how the NFL is. It is. I I wouldn't be too upset about it. Just go on the next week and let's win next week, you know? That's true. But see, that's something like looking into next week. If Kirk doesn't have, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that we have to put this much pressure on him, but if he doesn't have amazing nights every single night, the Skins can't win because the defense is so bad. They have to, they have to produce offensively every single game they have to score 30 plus every single game because the defense is going to allow 20 plus so it just scares me when kirk has these games especially he has two of them in a row yeah yeah i can i can, I can get behind that so i'm so looking see, ahead for the future rather right. than the past right i want to see i want to see kirk's play get a little better and obviously i want to see the the defense get a little better, but not much you can ask for there. I mean, it's a, it's a bad defense. Norman, yeah. you know, Josh Norman actually looked looked pretty good. A really big yeah. play. Eagles went for two, their last TD, and Norman was the guy who broke it up. And I thought that was a right. game, as much as a game-saving play as Kerrigan's uh, strip sack at the end. Right. That's why they. That's why they pay in the big bucks. I mean, for plays plays exactly like that. That's right. I mean, that was that was well defended right there. That was that's the best he's looked all year. That right. That's. I feel like that's the first time we've sort of you know he's been making plays, but this might be a little greedy of me. I want to see some picks. I want to see some interceptions from Josh Norman, but maybe that's a little greedy. I'll take him breaking up. Is that the is that the only sign? Of a of a good cornerback, I feel like that has a lot. Of, no, uh, a lot of things in parallel to like wins in, as a pitcher. You know, a good, a good oh, like we were saying before. Scott. You know, this is our argument before. It's, I know you know where I'm going with this. Yes, I do. Picks, interceptions. I don't think completely makes a good corner. Just like wins in baseball does not make a good pitcher. And I know, I know, you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. I've heard. I've seen this. I've seen this movie before, Scott. I've seen it. You're on the other side of the argument. You're saying wins. You have to have wins to be a good pitcher, and you have to have picks to be a good cornerback. Well, I I never said. I never said. I never said you like he needs to have interceptions. I'm saying, as a greedy fan, I want to see it happen. We had an interception. You're one of those guys. Yeah. Well, I am one of those guys. I'm a. I'm a dumb guy watching football on Sundays. (laughs) And I can appreciate the fact that he broke up that two-point play, and that was awesome. I want to see some picks. I want to see some picks. All right, fair enough. DeShazer. I'll leave it alone. DeShazer Everett had a nice pick. I feel like I couldn't believe what I saw. I thought my eyes were tricking me when I saw Washington Redskins interception, but it happened. Later in the game, very controversial. Very controversial play. Did you see it was Sproles? Sproles receiving a punt. Yeah, and oh, he's, he, was wiped, he was wiped out. Sproles, yeah, right. Yeah, that was horrible. 
Deshazer, I didn't know what player, yeah. Right, Everett, wow. completely truck sticks, Darren Sproles. Now, you know what? I'll even go as far as say that's a cheap shot too. Okay, but why? I'm going to argue against it, but why do you think really? that's a cheap shot? Oh, he should be kicked out. They should have a. He's not. He's not being. They should have an ejection. He's gonna. He's gonna be fined. Was of course, he should be rightfully. But he's not. I was not even close. That hit him in the back. Like the ball hit him in the back before Sproles even had a chance to catch it. Did Sproles is did, completely, completely defenseless. Did Sproles call for a fair catch? No, but you still no. have to allow him to catch the ball. He he was trying to time it up, and he he was you off can't by just, a You can't second. just swat the ball away before it even gets to the get get to the guy. You still have to allow him to catch it before you hit him. He was trying to time it up. He didn't see him wave. Well, he, he saw him. He saw him like lining up to catch it, and he just so tried he to time it. So what are you saying? Are you saying that shouldn't have even been a penalty? No. Well, it was a little bit of helmet to helmet. So that's a penalty. And helmet. It was both. I'm thinking now. You know, people are like thre- stupid Philly fans. They're going to threaten whoever they can think to threaten. But I thought it was a little bit more of a bigger deal than it should have been. You know what? If you can't handle the hit, this is what I was listening to. The So I sync up the radio with the TV. So this is Doc Walker. He's on the sidelines. And he goes, man, if you can't take the hit, then call for a fair catch. And if you don't call for a fair catch, then you better expect a really big hit. And I feel like I'm going to put some of the blame on Sproles by, hey, you know, you had a defender literally a foot away from your face. Call a fair catch. Why are you trying to be a hero? Why are you trying to, if you're trying to man up, then take the hit like a man. Now, I it's awful. It's awful that he's in the, you know, his concussion protocol, that's serious and all. However, it, it, at some point, you got to play smart. And I don't think that was a smart play on Darren Sproles' part. I disagree. I don't think the the argument should be whether he caught a fair catch or not. I, I think that was a that was a brutal play. You should have at least allowed him to catch the ball. This is coming from a Skins fan too, by the way. You know, so this is this is not outlandish. He was. I don't try- know. That's that's cheap. He was trying to, to time me. it up. He got ahead of himself. He he hit him sort of again. You lead with the head. That's just bad tackling right there. I mean, it's bad tackling, but. I just thought it was blown up more than it should have been. It was a penalty, but I think, and and the NFL agreed that a suspension would have been superfluous, would have been unnecessary. Oh, of course, of course. But if it was, if that happened in college football, he'd have been kicked out of that game. Right, college, eh. yeah, because the helmet to helmet rule. Yep. It's true, but again, call for the fair catch. That's all I'm saying. If if you want to man up, then you better act like a man. That was my that was my initial thought. <laughs> what do we got next? We got uh, are we gonna look ahead to the game, uh, the Monday night game. We could do that. We could do that on on Friday though. Okay, let's for do that a Friday, on Friday episode. Yeah. But yeah. moving away from the skins, let's go to an ex Redskin, RG. Our old friend. Our, our old, old friend RG. Our, our old friend. Can you call him our old friend? Is he like? Oh, he's he an have, old friend. He's an old friend. So he went yeah. he went 12 for 28 with a pick. That's horrible. It's sad, isn't it? 
That's do you want to do you, do you see him do well in your heart of hearts? Do you want to see him succeed? No. Oh, you don't. You don't. don't you don't, you have no mercy. No. Uh, oh, what's the point? I mean, what satisfaction does that give, really? It's not. He, satis- he really. It's not no. satisfaction, but like you said, he's like he's the old. Friend. Maybe I'm indifferent. I just feel bad I'm indifferent. You're indifferent. No, no, no mercy, man. No mercy. Of all the sound bites he's given us over the years, that's true. I don't have any at the moment. There's no room for, yeah, <laughs> no pressure, no diamonds. There you go. Yeah, wait a second. I'll be able to pull it. Yeah, up. he's got. Yeah. Of all the sound bites he's given us, of all the, the fame and everything, we had one great season. We gave up like four years for him, and we're finally back to relevance now. Over yeah. the past few years, we're finally getting over the RG hangover. The RG hangover. Uh, no pressure, no diamonds. There it was. There it is. That's good. Yeah, um, took you. I I feel I feel bad for him. I have a little more, and but I'm just gonna throw a little metaphor at you. RG three, he is your buddy at a bar who has oh. recently been dumped by his girlfriend after a long time. He's been out of the, you know, he's been out of the game for a while, and you're sitting there at the bar with him, and you just see him trying to talk to every single girl, and he's just utterly failing. But he keeps saying, "It's like, oh no, man, like it's it's great, like you know, I I got I got her number, I got her number, I'm good to go. Don't feel bad. It's like, come on, man, it's it's sad <laughs> at this point, right? No." Can you, I feel like Scott, you I'm and trying, I, I'm trying to picture it. Scott, you and I know a couple people like that. You know, so put, yeah. <laughs> put their faces on RG three, and that's yep. See, you're thinking about that's, it. I see I'm trying thinking, to think about it, but I'm I'm just I can't get there. Man. You're gonna feel. So I, I don't bad know how RG's an old buddy because we were friends for like a year, maybe. You know, it's a guy I knew for like a year. Yeah, he lived, and he was awesome for like a year. He lived in the He was the, the, he was the best guy. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. He gave us more than one good year, one good laugh. I don't know. It'd be different. Yeah, it'd be different. different. I don't really feel bad for him either way. Um, I think he kind of put this upon himself, honestly. Sure. It's not like he has no game. He's a freak athlete with a rocket arm who won a Heisman Trophy and then just couldn't deliver. So it's like, like... so your analogy, he's this guy that's been picking up girls his entire life, and then well, all of a sudden he just has no game. Like, well, how do you so, feel bad for a guy like that? Well, that's what I meant. Like, he just got okay. So you're saying he sort of brought the onus on himself. I was sort of thinking he got dumped by by a girlfriend. But I guess I don't know. He maybe didn't he was really a little get more. Dumped, yeah, man. he, he kind of brought that's, it upon himself. That's true, but I can't. I don't know. I can't help but feel <laughs> bad for him. Poking holes in your story, man. You Sorry. are. You're big time. Big time hole <laughs> poker. <laughs> so that's RG. I'm going to keep an eye on him. I might want to bring him up at the beginning of next week, but we'll see. One more story in the NFL. Jeff Fisher's fired. He tied the record for losingest coach of all time. He has 165 losses. He's got 173 wins. He's slightly yeah. above 500, but tied for 165, that's that's the most losses, and that record reminded me a little bit of this little this little 
treasure chest right here, Happy Gilmore record. Uh, hey, I got a hockey record. I took my skate off and tried to stab somebody. I'm the only guy who ever did that. Took the skate off, tried to stab a guy. I feel like that's Jeff Fisher's line now. Hey, I got the most. Uh, I got the most losses uh, as an NFL coach. I'm I'm one of two guys. He'll get another job. Another head coaching job or coordinator. I mean, why not? The dude has still won 173 games. So whether 165 is a lot, he's still played and coached in a lot of games. Yeah, been around. He, been... he knows what he's doing. I don't know if it's completely his fault. Now I know that some of the players, like Todd Gurley, has recently come out and trashed him, trashed the organization, but I don't know. He'll find somewhere. That's how the NFL coaching works. They kind of just all get passed around. Yeah. Passed around. So you think as a, another head another head coach or? Um, why not? There's only so few, you know? Yeah, and there's going to be, I mean, there will be jobs open at the end of this of year. Of course. Absolutely. Rex we'll Ryan see. might be, there might be one in Buffalo. Rex Ryan's going to be the new defensive coordinator of the Washington Redskins. That's what I'm thinking. Heard it here, guys. Old. Old. Uh, with that, anything else in the NFL you want to hash over, Scott? Uh, that's about it. Okay. Well, let's go down a level to college football. Yep. Unfortunately, the only thing we have to talk about is this song and this game. That's the only thing I really need to talk about. Makes, still, makes the entire season worth it. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, that's really all. Awesome. fan, doesn't matter what our record is. We could be 1-11 as long as that one win comes over Navy. Isn't that it's weird? Amazing. Like, Army should just prepare for Navy the entire year. They, they should. <laughs> it's, it's just it's like absolutely amazing, dude. Have practices defending the triple option. There's no secret. But absolutely amazing. Four, 14 years, man. Yeah. 2001. Incredible. I, uh, you know, the head coach, Jeff Monken, is an old Navy assistant coach in 2007. So he was part of the embarrassment of Army for 14 years. It's just a little bit tough to see that. I don't want to hear it. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't care. <laughs> One thing, I think, I think it's sort of bad radio, bad podcasting to talk about is uniforms and I wouldn't bring it up unless yeah it wasn't just god it's bad radio because you can't see it you know they don't know what we're talking about well, that's true but it's a massive football game and I feel like anybody listening may have tuned in at least for a minute or two of the of of the game and okay. so you heard about the thing with the navy helmets right the navy helmets had 14 stars and then the 15th was it, it like wasn't colored in. It was just the shape of it. Oh, I and didn't this know is, that. This is Under Armour and the theme, Scott, because there are themes to uniforms. Yeah, it was and like old er- and what was it from? Na- it was from the some era was, they won was, an actual championship. It was na- na- it was earn your star, as if you know it's. I I just thought it was ridiculous. I don't think themes should be involved in in football games. I thought it was stupid. Eh. And you know when they show clips of this in the future, they're gonna see two teams, and it's not gonna seem like Army Navy. It's gonna look like a weird LSU yellow uniform <laughs> and some black. Like it doesn't even Let's look honestly, like Army Navy. The Army uniforms were so much better, like hands the, down. The 
the black ones. Those were tough. Yeah, those were tough. I don't know. They, After I, the eighty second airborne, that was just. Mm, oh, is delicious. that is that what that was? The eighty. Yeah, the skull and crossbones. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. That was tough. I didn't know that. I just I, I don't know. I think it's cheesy to talk about, but it was just uh, I don't know. Bothered me. Bothered me significantly. The other thing course, that bothered me was that you lost. Well, was Navy uh, punting away with you know three and a half or four minutes left, thinking that their defense is going to stop Army for the first time the whole game in the last three minutes. Yeah, I don't know. No, that was like yeah, that was a weird decision because you know as an option team they're built around getting first downs and killing the clock. Yeah. Nothing yeah. they were going to pass and stop the clock. I mean, it was no mystery. Right. We're going to run out of time. And you won first down. It's a little different, but I would hope they would know that they're doing more than we, us schmucks, are, are talking about right here. Well, Especially since they run the option. Well, you know, they gonna, practice against it every single day in practice. We're going to pretend like we know it. We're going to pretend like we know what we're talking about. I pretend a lot of things in life, man. Fake it till you make it. That's right. But listen to this, time of possession. I'll let you guess to see which team had 40 minutes and 32 seconds oh, and which team had 19 minutes Navy and 28 seconds. Amount. Navy what? had double the amount. That's what I was going to say. Oh, no. Wait. Army had. Army had double. Army did double the amount. Army 40, 32 to 19, 28. How about this one? How about this one? First downs. That's what. One team had 23 first downs and one team had eight. Army had 23, Navy had eight. Yay, Scott. We got it. I think I feel like that was a trick question, but <laughs> no, it really oh, wasn't. No, there's no trick about it. It was tough. It was tough watching. Man, they're Zach really uh, condescending me right now. Yeah, well, it was, I don't know. It was, uh, again, it was a loss, and I'm not going to act too salty about it. You know, Army Army just, I mean, Coach Niamatololo said it. You know, all injuries aside, because Army had their fair share of injuries. Their whole secondary went down at the beginning of the season. And Army just outplayed Navy, as it pains me to say, Army outplayed Navy on on Saturday. And we'll see what it means for the Bulls, because Army's looking at North Texas in the heart of Dallas Bowl, and Navy is looking yeah. at Louisiana Tech in the Armed Forces Bowl. So we're going to see where these two teams go. I hope Navy, man, I hope just Zach Aby looks like he's played football before in in the Armed Forces Bowl because it, it looked you know what, like he, Army. What? Go ahead. go ahead. It just looked like Zach Aby hadn't even taken snaps that week in practice. Fair enough. I I was gonna say if Army loses to North Texas one hundred to zero, I wouldn't care. And I don't think I would think everybody at Army would agree with me. I, I would be surprised if anybody watches that game. Our Army, they're not even watching it. Doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't. Oh they could lose goodness. literally three hundred to nothing. Oh my god! And it wouldn't matter. You know that's. It's really should just be Army's practices. Is forget. Yeah, it we doesn't don't even care who for we're next playing. season. We're play the backups. School. Put we, in, we play. Put we the, play two double A schools every year. Let's just let's just practice for let's just practice for Navy. Yep, that's it. As long as we beat Navy. And the only other college football news from over the weekend: the Heisman Trophy, Lamar Jackson. No surprise, no surprise there. 
First Louisville player in history. That's pretty cool. Sure. Um, hasn't done much lately. Had rough last two games with Houston and Kentucky. Four turnovers against Kentucky. I was thinking that would hurt him a little more than it did in the Heisman voting, but I guess they don't take into account the final two games of the year because if it was, <laughs> the voting would certainly he have been different. He tore it up so much at the beginning of the season, it just wasn't fair from like week three. But even going head-to-head with another with another Heisman candidate, Deshaun came out on top earlier in the season. I thought that may have been like, well, this quarterback led his team to a victory over this quarterback. No, I I don't think that matters to the Heisman. I I guess not. I mean, I get it's the single performance. It's individual. But I think think there were some things overlooked. But congratulations to Lamar Jackson, first Louisville player in history. That's always really cool. And I think – that's it for college football. We're gonna we're gonna do some college football, you know, prep for the weekend on our on our Friday. Let's make it two in a row next year, Army. Let's All do right. It. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Uh let's switch sports to college basketball. And big, what's what's really in college basketball? Big news. Big sweep, news like what, sweep, Scott? Sweeping the nation. Sweeping the nation, man. Is that eight game winning streak? You know, George Mason's eight, eight game winning eight. streak. We we joke sweeping the nation, but I did hear the George Mason Patriots get about a minute and a half of airtime on my local radio afternoon show that I listened to. A good minute and a half. Yeah. It was nice. More than eight, usual. Yeah. Eight in a row. They they're they're nine and three. And they got the most wins in the A ten. And they're yeah. And they're playing like their hair's on fire. Marquise Moore is still averaging a double-double. It's incredible. What he's doing is incredible as a guard. Yeah, like, and he, I hope people realize. And he's doing it without a jump shot, basically. His shot looks so awkward to me. It's like he pushes it, but he he like he finds he the bottom done. of the net every time. Gets it done. It's all about consistency. I mean, if he's figured out, he's figured. Even his free throws, it's like it's like he's not... It's like it's almost a push. It's so interesting yeah, to watch. All right. It's re- it's really interesting to watch. And how big is how big is Keese? What is he? Six two. Six two. Six two. Yeah. He leading the nation in rebounds. He goes up there. He Basically. gets rebounds. He's averaging double digit rebounds. He's averaging ten rebounds a game. A six two guard. It's amazing. Yeah. It's not supposed to happen, and it's happening. One thing. Yep, the. Oh God. Well, no, I was going to ask you a question. So what? So what I was going to say he's. I believe as of yesterday, I don't know after yesterday, he was seventeenth in the country in rebounding. The right, my guy, the six, the sixteen guys ahead of him were all six six or taller. Right, and they're all centers. And he's a six two. Yeah, six two. I think mean, that's, that's a great stat right there. Yeah. So you said seventeenth. Yeah. I was a little hyperbole exaggerated. Before yesterday. Leading the, leading the nation. Yeah. Yeah. But what I want to ask, Scott, and, and I don't mean to seem like a negative fan because I'm not. This They're so much fun to watch. I'm enjoying this. And I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to this week and a half break. They're finishing up exams, so they're not playing another game until next Thursday. But the Mason Patriots, are they fool's gold or is it the real deal? Are they gonna Are they gonna make a name in the A ten, or is just just something that we're seeing because it's out of conference play? I I just think we'll have to wait and see. 
I don't think we can say anything about about it right now. Um, I don't think they even know, you know, whether the coaching staff or the players. Um, I don't think anybody can really tell right now. I mean, you know, the way they're the way they talk about the way they practice and the way they're coming together, and it's young players and it's young players playing a lot of minutes. Um, it's all unpredictable. And Coach Paulson's comments about you know his livelihood being in the hands of 18, 19, and twenty year olds, I think, is a very, is a very funny comment because funny. I see that every single day. Yeah. You know, I, I deal with that every single day, and it's, it's not like I mean, like livelihood is is. Well, you it's, know, it's different it, for me and him, but it is reputation as a coach. It really it is. is true. It, yeah. And that's a, it's determined by these guys whether they want to come to play today. One little one little coaching nugget from Nick Saban. It was about halfway through this year that when they were you know when they were eight and zero, little interview. He was asked, you know, how do you keep your players, you know, playing at the highest level that we've seen. And he said, you know, I just keep reinforcing the idea, and we embrace that we haven't arrived yet. We're still working towards something. Yeah, we're number one in the country, but we we still haven't arrived yet. And something that was interesting that a George Mason assistant coach said after they demolished Longwood by 36 points, he said, you know, some of our guys were, were thinking that, that they have arrived. And we tried to nip that in the bud at practice, but it sort of scared me. That alarmed me. My ears perked up, and I was like, whoa, we can't be thinking that because then that leads down a dangerous path. No, it's, it's true. It's true, and it happens with young players. You know, it's all about maturity. You know, and you think you've, you've won eight in a row, and things are going really well, and the coaches probably aren't yelling as much, and everything's going smooth. But right when that happens, you know, you could get beat by – a team like Prairie View coming up. Was it next Saturday? Next Thursday. Or next Sun. Next Thursday. Okay. Scott, we're going to that game. I'm afraid yeah, that right. you don't know what Uh-oh. day it is. <laughs> My fault. My fault. I, yeah. I actually don't. Next, ne- Scott, you're a busy guy. It's cool. Next, <laughs> next Thursday, it'll begin. We'll report on that. Obviously, um, the, As the time gets closer. Yeah. Right. The, and especially the Do episode a live after. show. But more on that in weeks to come MLB we're actually gonna put on the back burner until Friday we're gonna talk about all the trades on Friday right now I want to be special that's right MLB special and then previewing previewing the NFL right now due to the week sort of an odd sort of an odd sport ex-professional wrestler named Shad Gaspard a WWE guy yeah, massive. You should see this guy. Due to the week, because he was at a convenience store in Florida a couple days ago, an armed robber, well, he's, so armed robber comes up behind him and essentially demands that Shad buys this robber beer. Hey, buy me beer. Shad refuses. Robber pulls out a gun and points it at him. And... Shad, by the way, he's a wrestler. He's an ex-wrestler. He still looks like a wrestler. This robber is the dumbest robber ever. 
Yeah, that's picked the wrong guy. Shad, Shad grabs the gun from him, just like they just he just took it. That's all he did. And they <laughs> pointed back at him. The robber runs away. Police come. Turns out that the that the gun that this robber was was toting, BB gun. It was a BB gun. Yeah. So due to the week for sort of stopping a robber, but re- like honestly, he stopped a really stupid. Robert. Yeah, schlub of the week, really. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the it's the dude and the schlub of the week in one story. So it's a wrestler, <laughs> and we're gonna have we're gonna have another one for you. I don't know on. what's that from. That's making me picture like when like a, I don't I forget what this is from, but when a gun is pointed like at a, it was like maybe it was like the Rock or something, and he bends the barrel. You know, was that who was that? May have been the rock. Right. This guy looks like the rock. Like Google him. Shot. Yeah, he like bends. Like, like gets a the gun pointed in his face, and he like bends it backwards towards the robber. It's like that doesn't scare me. That was something. Yeah, but it was just he said in an interview. He was like, my first thought is I'm in Florida. I got kids. This isn't the way I'm going. Not this way. But I thought it was a really cool story, and it put a yeah. really stupid guy behind the bars. So yeah. Shad Gaspard, ex wrestler. Due to the week. Awesome. Let's go into the leftover bin. What looks tasty to you? What's our what's our weekend leftover, Scott? I want to hear what you got for the Wizards. I want to hear what's oh, cooking the, on that. Oh, the Wiz. The Wiz. You know, they had two wins in a row. <laughs> and you want to know what three wins in a row is? Let's hear. Let's hear, Coach. We won a game yesterday. We win one today, that's two in a row. Two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. But it did not happen for the Washington Wizards. (laughs) They got beat by the Heat when they were going for three in a row for the first time in the season. And it didn't happen, Scott. It didn't happen. I'm not sure if it's ever going to happen. I'm remaining hopeful. A different go. playing surface of the Verizon Center. The Washington Capitals just had a really good win. So not really a weekend leftover, but a Monday leftover. Beat the Canucks 3-0, 3-0 yesterday. It's cool for Holtby getting a shutout. And Oshie's back. So always I think like Ovechkin scored too. That's good. Yeah, he's he's playing like he's playing like number eight. And it's good having well, TJ Oshie. Playing back. like the Capitals in the regular season. That's, yeah, let's see. And there you go. Hopefully they continue. What about you? Any any weekend leftovers? No, not really. Uh, we had a tough week. We're having a tough start to the season. We're looking to bounce back. It's finals week. Um, just focusing on getting right for next Saturday. Um, hopefully we can pull out a win. It's a non-conference game up at Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Isn't that right by James Madison? Yep, right How- next to it. Can I ask how your game went this weekend? I actually didn't look. Did oh, no, it's fine. We got, we got beat pretty bad by uh, Salisbury, who's a number 10 in the country right now. Oh, okay. Um, so we got beat pretty bad by them. They had 16 threes, shot 50% from the arc. 16 threes? Yeah, they, they, were, they were putting them down. We Did couldn't they spread keep them up. around, or is this one guy? Uh, uh, one guy went six for eight. Oh, my gosh. And then everybody else kind of pitched in. Um, so that was tough to defend. Um, so that was kind of a, a low point. Um, but, you know, it's, it's peaks and valleys in coaching. That's what that's what you learn, you know. Strikes it's, and again, gutters. It's a young team and strikes and gutters, man. But we're trying to get that out of our head, work it out of our system, practice. Um, 
have them focus on their academics here this week and uh, get ready for Bridgewater. But it's been a tough stretch, and hopefully we'll bounce back. Yeah. Now it's kind of parallel into Mason. We're we're, we're tough and we're toughing it, and they're and they're doing well. But you know, let's let's get on let's get on their track. That's right. Well, we'll keep we'll keep checking in with 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 the Knights as the season Thanks, goes on. Man. Appreciate it. But uh, but that's it for today, everybody listening. Thank you for tuning in. It's been it's been a fun Absolutely. one. I'm excited for Friday, Scott. Yeah, episode 14. Tune in. That's right. Come on back. But until then, my name is Sean. And I'm Scott.